Hello, and welcome to the Core Stories podcast. I'm your host, Becky Frazier, and our special guest today is Leslie Larkins. Leslie is the new Otter Creek West End Ministry Assistant, and Leslie is amazing. If you haven't met her yet, I can't wait for you to hear about her today and really get to know her, get to know about her passion for Nashville, for the corner that the West End campus sits on. Uh, She just has the best heart, and I can't wait to introduce you to her. So Leslie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm a little nervous. Yes, my name is Leslie Larkins, and I guess we'll go way back. <laughs> I grew up in South Georgia, came to Lipscomb, met a guy, got married, and we had a two-year stint in Richmond, Virginia. And when we came back to Nashville, um, my husband builds things. And when we came back to Nashville, we were looking for a church and that's how we landed at West End. And we've been there since 2009 as members and went through this whole West End Church of Christ to We Church to now Otter Creek process. And we're just really excited about the possibilities of the future. And I love our corner. I don't think I have any conversation talking about West End where I don't speak about There's such a special relationship between the church, which is now Otter Creek West End, that there's an Orthodox synagogue across the street, Sherith Israel, and then there is a Methodist church, Blakemore, uh, UMC, across the corner from us. And the three of our faith organizations have done service projects, and even I went to Egypt and Israel with Sherith Israel at one point and we just have this special bond and and I honestly think that's what's kept us there through all the changes is just I don't know of another corner in Nashville where these special things happen and and potentially can happen and we're just so excited to see now that Otter Creek is in the mix what that brings with it yeah that's so great So what is it that you do in your role as ministry assistant? I assist our campus minister. (laughs) So just what it sounds like. Yeah, it's pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. Patrick Chappelle is the Otter Creek West End campus minister. And we are pretty much the only dedicated staff for a majority of the week over there right now. And we, the transition happened in September And then we had an outdoor service in November, and then we started February 14th with a Sunday morning service. So a lot has just gone into trying to get the building presentable for those things and just trying to get organized and get our hands around the different things that that have been going on, such as the preschool and the 12-step groups and the messianic uh, Jewish congregation that meets there on Saturdays so there's been a lot around that but the goal of this is to be a ministry center and that is where I think Patrick and I are both so excited about the future and the seven day we call it the seven day a week stuff but um, we are excited to get people into that building to help them and the ideas that will come out of that building and the programming and the outward focus that seven days a week 
We are helping people and being a kingdom outpost on this corner. And then on Sunday, some people get together and have church. <laughs> it's kind of how we have been thinking through this. And now that we have this church piece together, we can really, and when I say this church piece, now um, there's just incredible teams that Otter Creek has in place to support those roles and, you know, run the worship and do the things. And Savannah does an amazing job. And it, I feel kind of like, okay, now those things are off and running and, and in good hands. And now we can transition and really focus on this seven day a week stuff. So yeah, I'm excited to see what happened there's it's one of those things where it's almost so much <laughs> it's hard to pick the things but Becky you were on a team and we um have spent a lot of time in different meetings and, and looking through even data about the neighborhood and different demographic information and about that area of Nashville and just trying to pick things that will sustain and help not recreate a wheel not try to solve the same problem the same way everyone else has done so I'm excited to see we have some different things on the horizon that we'll be excited to share with everybody when we get those things together people use meat on the bones and I, <laughs> that, fra <laughs> that phrase just drives me crazy but I can't think of anything else that describes the details of what we're trying to sort out. So. Right. I love that word that you used, a missional outpost. I think that so well encapsulates what the the desire for that campus um, mm -hmm. is. One of our kind of touch points and one of the things we are tracking right now and fully expect to share with everybody is how many people have passed through these doors. And how, what has our foot traffic been? What has our impact been? It's not, I think, how a traditional church measures success or measures their impact. And I will be excited when we get to the end of the year just to see yeah. how many people have we touched yeah. and, and how many lives have we tried to help. And uh, that'll be a fun number to get to right. when we get there. Right. And not, not Sunday morning numbers. No. Who is coming in for 12-step programs? Who is coming in for mm -hmm. for the Messianic congregation? Who's coming in for counseling? Um, mm -hmm. And then whatever this really exciting new ministry is going to be that um, there's a team of people working on right now. Yes. That's, yeah, I love that dream. It's so exciting. That is going to be one of our success markers and how we measure it. And hopefully year over year, it just grows and grows. Yeah until you know we've hit one million <laughs> i don't know what the right number is what we're shooting for but yes so yeah. we're excited about that you were also in a program at lipscomb right now working on your macm is that yes. right so mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that so i'm a lipscomb graduate i graduated in december of 98 undergrad and worked in an advertising agency, um, different ones through the years, but my career and my background is media buying for an agency. And I worked on all different kinds of brands and just, I, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. John York came to kind of 
he came to West End Church of Christ and then was there through the transition to We Church. And through that time, he brought up a lot of theological questions, it kind of things he would say would spur thoughts in my head. <laughs> and I just wanted to know more and was talking with John one day and he said, oh my goodness, we have this thing called the Lipscomb Life Program where we take students and they are in class with other students who are offenders at the Tennessee Prison for Women at the time. That's what it was called. And he said, we've, our first group that we started with, it's taken them 11 years to get their bachelor's degree. And now we've come up with this master's level degree for them. It's the MACM Masters of Arts in Christian Ministry is um, a degree you can get on campus. They've had it. They just kind of tweaked it for this particular group. And of course, I was like, no way. <laughs> I haven't been to college since the 90s. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm too old. I can't do it. I don't have time. I work in an advertising agency. This has nothing to do with my career or, you know, all the, all the things why you say no. And I guess I should say, too, Jason and I have been married 22 years, um, and we don't have children. We have a dog, but um, and my sweet mom lives with us. But it's our little family is just the three of us and Birdie, so four <laughs> of us. So anyway, it, it wasn't so much, you know, oh, I have kids, or it was just I was kind of scared about learning again and, you know, just out of practice for that kind of thing. And John just kept pushing and <laughs> pushing. He does that. <laughs> he does. And I'm grateful he did. And finally, I said, okay, okay. I give in. I surrender. I flew my little white flag. <laughs> it was like, I will do it. So as we started, we're the first cohort that we know of that is in seminary with offenders in a prison. As far as we know, we're the only program in the U.S. at the master's level that's doing this. So we started the summer of 2018, and this program takes longer than typical just because the offenders are only allowed to take one class at a time. So on Wednesday nights out at what was TPFW and now it's DJRC. It's been renamed for the warden who was killed, if anybody remembers that, last last year. I can't remember if it was East Tennessee or, or West Tennessee, but there, it was a news story about an escaped convict had come and, and murdered this warden. And the warden had actually been at TPFW for years and was beloved. Mm. And so they were able to rename the from Tennessee Prison for Women to the um, Deborah Johnson Rehabilitation Center. Anyway, so now we are DJRC. So in summer of 2018, we started class. We were our little cohort. We started with five outside students and 11 inside students. I was shocked and didn't know what to expect. And it has been nothing but blessings and wonder and amazing. And it is just I can't imagine not doing the program now. The first class, we had to do this training about 
just some scary things that our inside friends have to deal with all the time that was very eye-opening in my white southern church of christ race (laughs) female background it was quite a learning experience so we we did training and then we had our first class and they when i say they the inside students were just so kind and welcoming and patient and none of us had been in college in years and (laughs) we just they couldn't have been more kind just loving and I did not I don't know what I expected to find behind those walls but it wasn't kindness and loving and patience and it has become my one of my most sacred parts of my week and this support and so we've been together I guess almost three years now and we lost a semester or we lost a class to COVID so we are on track right now to graduate in August of 2022 and actually John York texted me the other day and said can you believe you're almost three quarters of the way done with your program and it just hit me and I just teared up and started crying what am I gonna do without these women in my life and what's the next one Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what's the next thing we can do but the the program is amazing it's this mix of theology and pastoral care and all these different opportunities to answer questions I had and honestly to ask questions I didn't even know to ask Mm. and has really opened my mind and my eyes and added this filter to the way I see the world now I feel more whole and my spirit feels more alive and fulfilled almost in because of this program and these relationships and and we've learned a lot but it's become this little support group for things and it's such a gift to spend years with the same group you know I guess I did that you know growing up in school we moved around a bit so it wasn't all the same it's just such a gift to be with these women and men are men can participate in as an outside student we just didn't have any come for our cohort but it is a cohort style where you're with the same group and everyone takes the same class and you're with them all the way through so we started with 11 one of our inside students left for home last month and as far as we know she's doing really well and that was a special night (laughs) to be there to have been together for years and never had that happen and then we have another inside student who will be paroled next month and she is going into the tea palm house yes i'm so excited i remember seeing those videos you were doing becky on social media and i was like that's amazing and now we have one of our friends <laughs> who will How be there. exciting. We are thrilled. She'll, she'll be one of the first people, I think, to go through that program. And that speaks to, there's so much I didn't know even about, especially women offenders and what they go through day to day while they're in prison. But even when they get out, I didn't realize 
the demands and the hardships of a complicated life that become even more complicated when you know when you get those papers or you're finally free and there's this whole other set of of things you have to go through after you've been through this terrible experience so it's just been interesting to to walk through that process with some people and a majority of our inside friends aren't eligible for parole right now when I tell people that their first question is well why on earth are they doing this degree and it's because they are hopeful and they are ministers of reconciliation where they are yeah None of them have given up hope. Some of them have accepted where they are. Others are working on new trials. But this is where God has put them for now. And so they are going to do their best to try to to help people and to be these little pockets of light. Wow. So it's amazing to see. Yeah. As you're talking, I'm just reminded of... Matthew 25, where Mm. Jesus says, you know, when you visit someone in prison, you're visiting me. And, and it almost seems like you would think taking a theology program (laughs) into prisons, you're bringing Jesus to prison, but it sounds like what you experienced is finding Jesus there. Yes, 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 yes. I grew up very strict, Church of Christ, three times a week, going to church, and I've never had the spiritual fulfillment that I've been able to find since I started this program with these women in those walls. Yes, it's a hundred percent the, it's, um, is it terrible that it's almost a cliche story of, I am going to take my privileged self into these, into these situations and I'm going to, you know, save these people or I'm going to be, you know, teach them and yeah, no. It could not be more. It couldn't be farther from the truth of I'm so blessed to be the receiver of these gifts from them. Yeah. And it, and it's not it's not a ministry. I had someone ask me even Sunday. I am there as a student. I, it is no different than being a student on campus at Lipscomb when my time, you know, when I was there. Uh, it's the classes are hard. <laughs> There's so much reading. There's so much writing. It's a it's it's not grueling in the sense um, anyone can do this. I met with Kate Watkins or Dr. Kate Watkins, who was the former director of the Lipscomb Life Program, and she said that once you add this program into the rhythm of your life, you'll you won't believe that you ever lived without it. Mm. And I just thought, oh my goodness, there's no way, (laughs) you know, and now I can't believe I've lived without it, you know, it's just fit right in, so, and at the end of it, you know, we'll have a piece of paper, and we'll have a degree, but it's so much more than that, I'm just grateful I've had this opportunity to be with them, and highly recommend it (laughs) they're doing a new cohort (laughs) they're starting a new cohort spring 2022 check it out (laughs) nice I love the the blog that's great what has it been like to experience God through the eyes of women who are in prison I'm imagining 
a theology of suffering or a mm-hmm. theology of God with us? How does it change what you believe about God to see God through their eyes? So one of our classes, we spent a lot of time going through each other's stories. And I was so amazed to hear them talk about when terrible things happened to them, that God was there. God, you know, in my head, I just always assumed if bad things were happening, like God was looking away or wasn't paying attention or... Um, but to revisit those events and to, um, even in my own life, bad things, but they're the ones that taught me that when you sit down and, and you think through and work through these things of you aren't alone, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it makes me tear up even thinking about it because it just changes the, I don't want to say collateral damage, but it just changes your view on the outcome maybe and kind of helps it sit a little easier because God, God was there. He didn't forget about me Mm -hmm. or them. Um, And they're the ones that taught me that. And God is with them in the prison. And, and I always say, I, they are so strong. I cannot fathom living through a quarter of what these courageous women have. They might be known by a number, but their names are important and their people and their image bearers. Knowing them has added this other layer of how I see the world just in terms of humanity and seeing people, not new stories. Another thing that they've, that they say a lot that really struck home with me was I am more than my one mistake. Mm. Wow. And, you know, I have made one million mistakes and I have not, for whatever reason, <laughs> didn't get caught or wasn't punishable. It just brought to mind of seeing ourselves as God sees us. And we are more than our one mistake. So, and then applying and you know trying to apply that when you look at other people and when you interact with them too they are more than what I'm seeing on this on the outside or experiencing them or yeah I've listen I could sit here five hours (laughs) (laughs) and share the lessons I've learned and a lot of you know some of them have been in the books but most of them have just been by my experience with this this group of women at this time it's been amazing wow that's so powerful i love them (laughs) i can tell yeah Yeah. that's great so as we kind of draw to a close here tell me one thing that you are most excited about in the near future as far as school we are on zoom And I'm most excited to get back into in-person with them. I know this has been such a year and so, so many bad things, but our inside friends haven't seen their families in person in over a year and the prison's been shut down. All they've seen are officers and I'm so excited for the day we get, I get to go back into (laughs) prison (laughs) and see my friends and we all know 
it's nice to be able to see people on a screen, but it's just different in person. So super excited about that. Can't wait to get back to them with particularly OC West End. I'm excited to get to a milestone or a benchmark and look back and think about the lessons and the things we've learned and apply those to future decisions and future programs and you and I had this chat last week about Enneagram and I think I'm a seven but I could be a nine and that might be the most nine thing ever to think you're a seven but one of them is like looking forward you know like pushing down the road and that's kind of I almost want to like back into how we are <laughs> doing some things at West End like yeah. um, but anyway I'm excited to get to a certain point and look back and be like oh my goodness like thank you God I see God working honestly I can kind of do that now through the whole Weston Church We Church Otter Creek but I'm excited to do it through the lens of how many people we were able to help and what programs we did that were successful and yeah so I'm excited to hit that down the road yeah. it, it almost feels like the place that 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 campus has been at has kind of been laboring. You know, there are contractions and they're getting closer together and it's mm-hmm. painful and you know something new and beautiful is going to be birthed, but there's still a little ways to go to get there. It so, is. And the Sunday morning, if anybody that hears this gets a chance to come and visit, I, we would love for you to. I think it's a special group. I think it's a special place. It just hits a little differently for whatever reason than church maybe even five years ago at West End. Just it, something about it just feels a little different. So, yes, like there's a lot of birthing and a lot of, and we don't have the history. You know, some people have been there years and years and years, and, and we have a few years there. But, yeah, it just, I feel there's something big coming in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Not no pandemic. Right. Like, right. Terrible. <laughs> Happy well, things. Yes. But there's this, I feel like the spirit is putting these people and these teams and these opportunities together. And I'm excited to see what comes out of that. Yeah. That's great. Leslie, this has been wonderful. I love talking with you. I loved hearing your story. Um, and I can't wait for more people at Otter Creek to get to know you. Thanks. I'm excited to see everybody. Come see us. Absolutely. <laughs> Core Stories is a ministry of Otter Creek Church. You can find out more at ottercreek.org or check us out on social media at Otter Creek Church. Otter Creek Church.